Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Siegel. Thank you so much for listening. Today, my guest is Andy Wood. And I want to thank, first of all, those of you who have written in and said nice things. I appreciate it. I really do. Always good to hear from people who listen. I love getting feedback. So uh, send me a note. If you want to send me a letter, you can send it to TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. Our website is, of course, TravelTalesPodcast.com. Go there, check out the stories, check out the, the photos, the videos, the articles, all that stuff. And while you're at the homepage, you can click on the links for all our social media. That means Twitter. That means our Facebook page. That means LinkedIn. That means Instagram. Did I forget anything? Probably. Oh, iTunes. Hey, click on iTunes and subscribe for free. There's a little icon there. It's a musical note. Just click on it. Goes right to our iTunes page where you can subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, hey, why not give us a good rating? That helps people find the show, boosts our presence, costs you nothing. So why not go ahead and do it, huh? Uh, We're also on Stitcher Radio. If that's how you get your media, go to Stitcher Radio and subscribe there. Without further ado, let's get right to Andy Wood, shall we? Talking Nicaragua, talking surfing, talking crazy driving, talking travel. Enjoy. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm here with Andy Wood. Hello. Hello. You are a comedian, and uh, I guess you would be head of the uh, Bridgetown Comedy Festival. Pro- producer. Produ- producer. Co-founder. Okay. Yeah, sure. And also from the uh, Probably Science Podcast, Yep, which I had a, a great time doing. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for joining us on that one. Was, uh, you, so you are a master of many media. I don't Let's know about say. that. Master? No. <laughs> uh, master of none. Master of Player of many. Much none. Player yeah. of many, master of none. The story of my life. I dabble in a lot of things. Yeah, I think I spread myself <laughs> too thin sometimes. I think I would probably be better suited if I focused on one thing and tried to get really good at it, but that's... Not the path I've chosen so yes, far. You're very busy. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Busy, busy is good, though. Yeah, yeah. In this town, busy is good. I guess it is. Yeah, it's been, yeah you don't want to be sitting on your hands in this town and just uh, watching things go by you, because that's pretty... Yeah. Right. So, which brings us to, uh, yeah. while you're here, you finally took a vacation. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, I don't think I've taken a real honest vacation in seven years, <laughs> when I went to Peru for about six weeks to, uh, to surf and do the Machu Picchu thing, all that stereotypical... Gringo Peru stuff. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I also work on the LA Podcast Festival with right. Graham Elwood and Chris Mancini and which Dave Anthony. I recorded a bunch of stuff there, which was great. Yeah. And after that ended, I just promised myself I was going to go on a trip somewhere because I hadn't done something like that. So uh, I met someone recently who was raving about this one spot in Nicaragua. And I was like, that's it. That's a sign I'm supposed to go to Nicaragua on a surf trip. And I just bought a ticket on two weeks notice and uh, went down there for just over two weeks. Wow. So never been. You'd never been. I'd never been to Nicaragua. Never been anywhere in Central America. Oh, really? Because yeah. as a surfer, I would have figured you would have at some point gone to Costa Rica or something. No, I've always heard Costa Rica's great. Um, I've only been to Hawaii and Peru to surf. I've also heard Costa Rica now is getting to the point that it's so well known that it's not even that good of a deal anymore. So then, yeah, it, it's yeah, I mean it's been long found out. Yeah, and yeah. even Panama is starting to get you know Panama. This, as they say, when I went there, they said this was like Costa Rica ten years ago. Oh really? Yeah. And how recently... so it's a little cheaper. It's not as like much tourist infrastructure. Oh, okay. So it's a little cheaper. But I think people are starting to find out about it. I think yeah. you'd like it, though. I, yeah, I met a guy from P- Panama who uh, he was actually like a, he's a pretty famous musician, I guess, down there. And he 
was talking about how I, Panama City, I guess, or Panama itself is the m- most prosperous Central American country because of the canal, right? I think yeah, it's kind yeah. of the most first world country. It's a huge uh, business. Panama City is like got headquarters of a lot of businesses. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, and he uh, he was saying that it's, it's great there, but that, that the city itself isn't very close to any good surf, right? Because that's kind of away from the... No, you got to go a couple be, hours. Yeah. Or, I, mean, I do want to go there, though. Yeah, you should. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. It's good. So and it's so, very doable in two weeks. So tell me, Nicaragua. Yeah, and you went with how many people? I went alone, which is how alone. I, I like to do it. That's how you travel a lot, right? I, I do. I'm such a big fan of it. Every time I do it, <laughs> I mean, there's always downtimes. There's always times when you're like, oh, I wish I had my friends here with me. But then there's also the times when you end up meeting up with people, like forming these travel friendships and things. And it's uh, it's the best. It's all the things that you want to get. Out of tra- all the things that I want to get out of traveling, I guess. How much internet groundwork did you do before you you left? Next to none. I did so, so little research. You on didn't this. like do like a, a meetup room, or you could find like Nicaraguan people to say, "Hey, I'm coming to town." I I I knew the name of the place as a place called Magnific Rock that was recommended to me that overlooks the ocean at this surf break, and the price was good. Uh, the only internet research I was doing was trying to figure out how to get from Managua to there. Right. And it seemed pretty easy on paper. I mean, it's less than it's 100 kilometers, so it's like 60 miles. Not difficult. And and for some reason, the shuttles to and from there cost $120 each way. So I was like, okay, I'm, there's no way I'm doing that. That's I'm, the gringo price. Yeah, but. I'm renting a car. <laughs> I'm renting a car in Nicaragua. And that was the only thing that I kept going back and forth about asking friends about. I was like, is this a horrible idea to just rent my own rent a car and drive alone in a third world country where I don't know anybody? Um, and the advice I kept getting was just just don't drive at night, which I kind of wish I hadn't even heeded that because I think it's all doable. I don't know. Like I'm, I don't mind taking some risks, but uh, <laughs> I really didn't know how bad Managua might be or anything. So yeah, I, all I did was uh, rent a car in advance. That's all I did, and make the um, tentative reservation for that place uh, on the coast for, for Magnific Rock. And then when I got there, it was it was after dark, so I just picked up the car and stayed at the overpriced hotel right by the airport, the sure. best Western. It was such a dumb idea. So it was like $100 a night there, which was a fortune by Nicaragua standards. Oh, yeah. Again, the gringo price. Right, right. And then the next day, uh, Halloween day, I had uh, the craziest driving experience of my entire life <laughs> because I'd picked up a brand new Toyota Yaris. Oh, the was, little one, yeah. Yeah, only about 100 miles on it. And I declined insurance oh, on a car that I rented in boy. Nicaragua. Well, because, see, because I don't know how it works there, because in in like in Panama, we got slammed with this. Yeah, is that they give you they they it's mandatory that you buy it, or at least they said it was, or they weren't letting us out of there without getting it. They and that should have doubled. It would have it, it more than doubled the price of yeah. what the, what we got it online. So that great deal we thought we got. No, that was how my whole thing is like. I just want to avoid paying the two hundred and fifty dollars almost for this round trip ride to the coast. Yeah, so I was like, okay, well, it's only one hundred twenty to rent this car for two weeks. Wait, so you were just going to this one town on the coast? I was planning on only just doing that one thing. This is my initial intent. All I wanted to do was surf and read and maybe write. That's all I wanted to do was like surf, and then when I'm not surfing, sit in a hammock and read. <laughs> I just wanted for to, two weeks. I wanted to be away from the internet, away from the comedy world, away from entertainment, away from anybody who cares about this stuff. Um, but then it ended up, you know, like all trips like that, things, things change yeah. partway through, but, um, well, walk me through it here. Okay. So, so, so you rented the car. Yeah. I'd rented the you car. You turned down the insurance. Turned down the insurance because it would have become $400 with the insurance yep. instead of 120. Uh, so that I'm just, that adds this level of, of, of 
there's there's like stakes at least there's something at stake the whole time now <laughs> story wise for the whole trip so there's like a nagging thing in the back of my head like, no matter what happens i'm screwed this is a brand new car but at least the first part of the trip is paved roads so i'm feeling okay about stuff and then i stop in granada which is this beautiful old colonial town one of the oldest cities in you've been there no no Talk no about... i've never been in nicaragua oh you got to go and granada is a great beautiful place um but i got lost pretty quickly there i should have just gone straight to the coast but i went to this coastal i'm sorry this town granada that's on lake nicaragua which is a giant beautiful lake and um pretty soon went down some wrong turns and was in like really really I mean, like corrugated aluminum shanties kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've already gone down a couple one-way streets the wrong way. There's no marking of – there's lots of one-way streets, but no signs of them. Um, and then at some point, I finally get to a road that's just literally washed out, like a gully that's 20 feet deep. So I have to just do a, like a three-point turn and turn around. And as I'm doing that, um, I just like pull my car up right in front of this gentleman who's just sitting in, on a plastic chair in his front – not even lawn – on the curb – and and the car stalls out, and then I can't start it. And I'm just staring at this guy, oh, and just no. trying, I'm trying to make like the wavy smiley, like, "Hey, sorry, just trying to get out of your neighborhood." It just stalled out. Did you pop the clutch or I, something? Or well, you- it's I I didn't realize until much later. So this would become a long-standing thing. Uh, I I drive a stick here. I'm very fine with it. But this thing had a, a uh, was so new and so nice that it's such a quiet engine that sometimes I didn't even, I couldn't even tell if I'd sort of guessed it enough <laughs> for it to be in gear and I'm blasting music cause it had a thing to plug in the iPod. Uh, um, anyway, so the first time I stall out is then, and I almost can't start the car and I'm like, Oh my God, how could this brand new car not be able to start? And I remember when I picked it up, the guy giving me the walkthrough in Spanish of all the things in the car and he made a point of like pushing down the clutch really hard when he started it and saying, you have to do it. And I'm like, well, of course you have to push down the clutch. I know that. Um, and yeah, so it, it does start that time. I managed to get out of Granada, um, and I'm on my way south. And I'm on the Pan American Highway, which, again, is paved. It's fine. And there are two routes to get to Popoyo, where I'm going to surf. Um, the one to the south uh, would have taken an extra maybe 20 or 30 kilometers. I just assumed I'd take the most direct one. I didn't look up whether one road is worse than the other. Oh. turns out one road is a lot worse than the other. See, my experience is in like in Costa Rica, the roads, once you get off the main highway, they're bad, then they recommend uh, four wheel drive. Oh, yeah. And this is not a four wheel drive. This is a front wheel drive, brand new, what, bright white Toyota Yaris. Yeah. Rides very low to the ground. Great for going around the city of Managua. Yes. And uh, not so great, not on, the, so great on the beach on roads. The, oh, God. Okay. So uh, <laughs> a few kilometers into it, I just realized that this. I, I've, I've never seen I've never seen roads this bad. I've never seen potholes this big. Like you have to be constantly vigilant. It's like a video game. You're just constantly driving around. There there are potholes you can't drive over, or else I would have just beached the car. And at some point, I come across and there's cows and there's pigs in the street. Like you know, everybody's just uh, it's very rural. Um, and at some point, uh, there's this truck that's blocking most of the street, and I'm heading uphill and I can't quite get around it. I stop. I stall out, and now the car just won't start. And you're on a hill. I'm on a hill. Um, and slowly rolling back, slowly rolling back, but there, luckily there's some friendly locals, uh, uh, boy. and I'm, I, I, I should, I should have assumed the best, um, because it turned out they were the most friendly, helpful people ever, uh, but I'm great. just like, they must hate, like, I'm full of this white guilt. I'm like, everyone can see that I'm driving this brand new car that's out of place. <laughs> they think that I'm 
all that's wrong with what's happening to their country. Um, but I, my, my Spanish is passable. So I asked if they could help me and see if, was, if they can tell any problem. They couldn't figure it out either. Um, but they did help me push it and pop the clutch in reverse, get it going. So I'm like, okay, as long as anytime I stall out from here on out, there's someone around to help me push the car, <laughs> pop the clutch, which again is something I'd never even done before. I didn't know how to pop a clutch. Oh really? Yeah. So now I've, I've learned that in this trip. Um, <laughs> So I go and again, white knuckle driving the whole way. I tried to shoot some iPhone video of how bad the roads were. Um, and I even, it was after the rainy season, October is the rainy season. It rains the whole month and this is the very end of it. So there were people would warn me sometimes roads get washed out. Yeah, you have to drive out. through some, some water. I was fine with that. I drove through some tiny bits of water here and there. Then finally I've been on this road for an hour, just on this dirt road to only get about maybe 20 or 30 kilometers. And I'm within probably 10 kilometers of the beach. I'm so close. I can taste it. And then I come down this hill and I see what you can only describe as a river, just a full on river across the road, a river. It was like 20 or 30 feet wide. I just got out of my car, left the engine running because I knew it would, I couldn't start it again. If I stopped it, I'm in my flip flops and I walk down to the water and I'm taking more and more steps. And I'm like, please let this be as deep as yet. Oh, please let this be as deep as it gets. And the water comes up to like mid thigh. Oh, so that's a good two and a half, two two to three feet, yeah, of water. So I get back to the car, I put it in reverse, and I'm just like, well, I guess this is just where I'm going to have to stay. I'm just going to live here from now on. I'm never live in the car. Yeah, there's no possible way. Um, And I backed up, and there was a sign for some kind of ecotourism hostel, and I was like, I guess I'll just I'll just stay here. I don't know. So you had no accommodation plan there. No, my plan was to go those last ten kilometers and get to the ocean, and then there's this river in the road. And as I'm trying to pull up into this eco lodge thing, and by that I don't mean like Econo Lodge. I mean like they branded it as some kind of eco. It was like still very rural. This was not at all a place I wanted to be. My car stalls again. So I enlist the help of this gentleman on a bicycle uh, to push start me. But before I do, I ask him in Spanish. I'm like, there's got to be. He's like, hay un puente cerca de aquí? I, like, is there a bridge somewhere around here? Or necesito, necesito regresar? Uh, mm-hmm. Do I have to go back to the road? He's like, no, there's no bridges anywhere around. This is the only way to go unless I want to go all the way back to the highway, back down, back down the other dirt road. And to the road point, that you didn't take. Yeah, but this would have been <laughs> three more hours of driving. And yeah, we're yeah. about an hour from losing daylight. And uh, he push starts my car. It's in it's in gear. It's it's idling now. And we keep talking. And he's like, "Well, I've seen you know I've seen cars your size go through that." I'm like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, totally." Oh. And I can't tell if he's messing with me or not. Like, I, <laughs> he's not smiling, so I assume he's being genuine. And uh, and he go he bikes off, and I'm just sitting in the car with the engine running in neutral, just thinking about my options and wondering what the worst case scenario is if I go for it and. You know, pretty bad, I guess. Yeah. The car gets. So you never went in the hostel and talked to anybody, or did, I didn't. Did, no, I'm just sitting in the car. I just, I just wanted. So it's when you get that close to your goal of something, right. you can't. You it is being taken away from you. <laughs> you can like hear the waves. Yeah, yeah. I'm so close to the beach, so I just think about it. And I start to drive slowly towards that river, and it's a quarter mile down. I get there, and and the bike guy is now at that river also, and he turns around to watch me, and he kind of waves me out like he wants to see this. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a big patch of really deep mud leading up to the river part too. He's got his phone out filming yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just sitting at the top of the hill thinking like this could be 
this could be this like maybe that this car is just going to be in this water forever it's going to become like a nurse log kind of like a reef the animals, becomes a reef yeah animals yeah. take it yeah the fish people will... give directions based on where the washed out yaris mm-hmm. is from here on out and i just thought i'm not going to turn around and drive back through all this so i put it in gear i gunned it and as soon as I hit the water, it was so deep, the water came up over the windshield. Like <laughs> the car almost ground to a complete halt in the water and then barely started getting traction and then pulled up out of the water. And I've never screamed so loud. In my, I was so happy. It was better than any wave I've ever caught in my life. Like I, I was so mad I didn't take video of that moment or go back Put and shoot. Put a GoPro on the, yeah. on the, on the uh, dashboard. And I'm just like, there's no, and there's water came in around my feet and around oh, yeah. the feet of the passenger side. It didn't flood the engine or anything? It didn't. Well, that's why I don't know. Then I'm like, is there some kind of, th- like, you know, if you drop your phone in water and you take it to the Apple store, like they can, there's some sensor that tells it's been in water. So you can't just be like, oh, I don't know what happened. Yeah. And I'm like, does the car have that in the engine? Is there some kind of, where is <laughs> Did you have to put the car in rice to uh, yeah, exactly. absorb the. <laughs> but I, I have, I'll send you pictures of how, of just how ridiculously filthy my car was and so that was the first day of the trip and then once i get through that i'm like okay everything from here is great and i go to check into the place i'm going to stay and well, now you can just... never leave yeah but then i'm like also i can i can't start the car if it if it stops remember i still don't yeah. start it um and so i just like those first two days were so blissful because i once i'd driven through that it that was like the moment i really crossed over from <laughs> my life into nicaragua life like i felt like there was this trial by fire like i'd earned this trip so where were you headed this was a uh a, a hotel or something right on the beach or... yeah it was a, a friend of mine had worked there last summer and it's like kind of caters to surfers it's this three-level house that's on a bluff overlooking this giant rock formation that looks like a a a grounded submarine kind of sticks out into the Pacific and it's by this reef break called Popoyo. That's like a world-class break, but there's a few breaks around it that, you know, you can just walk right out down the steps from this place and surf and they have a whole quiver of boards you can rent. And then in between surf sessions, you just sit in a hammock overlooking the ocean. It was just, it was blissful. It was so great. (laughs) And, um, how many people are down there? That place, well, actually the first day I stayed at a place called the Surf Sanctuary because Magna, the place I wanted to stay wasn't open yet because it's the tail end of the rainy season. Places closed down the entire month because it's so rainy. So I stayed at this place called Surf Sanctuary that only had maybe two other surfers there. And even they were just kind of ramping things back up. But it was cool because I got to talk to the owner and get to know what he was doing. He built this whole thing in, in the last nine years. He was from Florida and uh, he turned this cow field into this amazing complex of, of like duplex rooms, this giant pool in the middle with like a walk up bar at pool level uh-huh. and like a hammock area, a outside bar with a thatched roof and pool table and all this stuff. Um, and he would do a combination of like fishing and surfing trips for people. And also he employed all locals to help build the things. So then he was teaching all these people, all these trades. So he kind of felt good about it, that. He was mm-hmm. helping develop the area not just bringing in outsiders, but so that was cool. I stayed there for one night, and then the next night I was at the place overlooking the ocean. That's where I stayed for like a week, and that was just the best time, the best time. Um, well, you stayed at the, the first place a week? No, the first place one night because okay. the Magnific Rock wasn't open until November 1st, and there were only a couple surfers there. Then when I checked in the next night, uh, because it was the first day of the season really, I was the first person to check in. So then I'm alone, but then as the week progresses, more and more people show up. And that was pretty fun because I think the second night I befriended a German gentleman named Matthias who was traveling mm-hmm. after finishing his master's degree in logistics, which is very German of him. Very. 
Um, and, and very German of him to, to take off around the world because yeah. you run into Germans everywhere. Germans and They're Australians. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, the Australians were the ones running the Magnific Rock, the hotel there. Oh, sure. No beer and, there. I'm sure there's no beer. <laughs> oh yeah, and the beer is a dollar everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's all, if if that, if that. I mean, if you're paying a dollar fifty, you're overpaying. Um, so it was just amazing, and the food there, like the Australians there, they brought in this really good chef. Um, so at night, you'd have just like steak or great fish. It's got to be great fish. Yeah, and. But I mean, even the steaks were really great, and uh, you know, eight, really? maybe ten dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, they were. Everything was great. Um, In Central America, I've had some steaks that. You know, uh, no, these. It was one of the best steaks I've ever had. Oh, that's yeah. great. Okay, I recommend this place. Um, but yeah, it was fun. Like, I I bonded with this German guy. We we hung out together, ate most of our meals together, surfed together. And like some days I would, he's the only person I talked to and he's, his English is good. But like even at night when I'm going about, I'm thinking about the day, like my thoughts in my own brain are, are coming out in uh, English with a German accent. Like yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. thinking that like, <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. But it was so great to have no access to anybody who cares about the things that we do here. Like nobody there. He doesn't even, I don't watch television. I have my laptop. Perhaps yeah. sometimes I watch something like a Big Bang Theory, <laughs> uh, perhaps Two and One Half Men. Uh, so that was the extent. Hanging of, with Mr. Cooper. Uh, I like uh, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things that it grounds you, doesn't it? It's just yeah. like, just when you think that, uh, oh, uh, you worry about so much stuff, then you realize, hey, a none billion this, Chinese couldn't give a crap yeah, what you, about stuff. your little TV show. It was so <laughs> nice. It was, yeah, because I think whenever I travel, I'm hoping that something. I mean, it's it's silly to think this, but you I, maybe you think this. I don't know. What's what's your main purpose of travel? Like, what if you had to sum up the point of traveling? Um, boy, that's that's a good question. The um, I, I guess I just have a curiosity, and I want to yeah. see things and, and and see things I've heard about and read about, and yeah. uh, but it gives me it puts my life in perspective, and, and and I think it gives the world to know that we're just a small part of it, and the world's a lot bigger than we think it is. It's yeah. bigger than your neighborhood. It's bigger than your job. It's bigger than all of it, you know. Yes. And and you'd see these people, and no matter how much I travel, everybody seems to they're they're more similar than they think, no matter where they're from. Everybody just kind of wants the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You want a safe place for your kids. You want to just make a living. Yeah, have a have a decent life. People yeah. don't ask for much. You, no, know, you want a, clean water. You want you know that kind of stuff. That's a really good point. And actually, I've heard uh, that Nicaragua used to be really high on the happiness index, like when they would rate countries of happiness. But now, with a lot more countries, like with a lot more companies, like Western companies coming in and like creating these these wants that they didn't have before, and creating these statusy things of like this is what. You know, Americans are doing like I guess a big thing is to be able to fly to Miami to shop yeah. for American stuff. It's like, no, you guys, you're good. You've got. You yeah. don't need to <laughs> covet our bullshit. The Walmart there is yeah, 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 no different than the stuff you got here. But I mean, we all heard about Nicaragua in the '70s and '80s. And yeah. It was a pretty rough place. How did you find it now? I mean, was it is it, it still a little dangerous? Is it poor? No, no. I mean, it's poor, but um, from what I've heard, it's uh, the safest country in Central America right now. They're all pretty psyched to be at, at peace right now. I think the last civil war ended within the last five or ten years. Interestingly, Ortega is still running. Not still, but Ortega is running the country. He was brought back in power in 2008, the same one who was yeah. in power during the Iran-Contra stuff. Um, but yeah, it it's like seems the devil, like you know, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Meet um, the new boss. Same as the old, boss. <laughs> but it's pretty peaceful right now. And the locals were really friendly. Um, like, yeah, I, I just kind of, I went there thinking it was just going to be only a vacation for me to just relax and get away from stuff. But then halfway through it, I 
got more curious and I wanted to see more of the country. And yeah, it is interesting to see. I think I agree with all your reasons for traveling. Like I think I, yeah. I went there hoping to just get away from myself, which I think I always think I can do, but of course you can't do wherever you are, you know, yeah. I mean, there's always a lot of distractions. Yeah. Yeah. But not even, I mean like get away from your, like to, to I love my phone not working. You love your phone not working? I mean, yeah. yeah I yeah. can't make calls after getting texts or whatever. Right, just put it right. away. You need, it's great. But I mean, even bigger than that, like I think like I'll be able to reinvent myself sort of. Like I'll be able – I can be whoever I want to be yeah. on this trip because these people don't know me. Um, but so then you're I, a fireman? Right. <laughs> not lying, but you know, just like <laughs> – No, it's I know. Like, it's... I loved – did you go to summer camp as a kid? Yeah, much? yeah, yeah. Like that was always my favorite thing. Like I liked that much more than anything during the school year because you could just sort of craft this – persona for yeah, that Yeah, you know, you're not carrying any baggage with you. Right. You can start new. And then, but like on this trip, I think I was one of the first times I realized that I don't really want to, like I thought I wanted to change some things. And then after the trip, I was like, no, it's kind of showed me like I'm kind of good with where things are right now, you know? And That's another part I love about it because every so often you get to step out of your life and yeah. look at it from the outside and go, okay, I like that about what I'm doing. I probably should be doing less of that. Exactly. <laughs> and just, eh, these are some changes I got to make. But that's yeah. a good sign that you were, you know, pretty happy with where I was things so are. Happy. I mean, I just didn't, I didn't spend time online. I think so much of it was just not spending time online. Just, I was reading a ton. I never read at home. Like I'm trying to bring that back with me and just read more, spend way less time on Facebook and just not give a shit what anybody else is doing. <laughs> Cause that's like the most dangerous thing in this town. Yeah. And how much like did that. you uh, did you ever at some point at least check check the email or check in or I'd, most let people days, know I you're still, okay? Yeah, I still had access to email. Like the place had Wi-Fi. It was just slow enough that you couldn't do anything that useful besides email, which is kind of a good yeah way to have the internet because then you don't waste a lot of time on it. Um, yeah, I was still in touch. I just had uh, for the first time in a long time I had like an auto responder thing on my email and on my phone saying. I'm not going to get back to you for two weeks. And it was, it was great. It actually kept yeah. people from, but isn't it also funny how it's like, you think, Oh man, I'm going to be gone for two weeks. What am I going to miss? And you realize, eh, you know what? Life went on without you. Yeah. It doesn't really I realized matter. that after a three month trip and I was like, Oh no, Hollywood's going to shut down. If I leave, yeah. no one gives a shit. No one gives a shit. They don't care. It was great. Yeah. And the people that I met and the stories they had, uh, it was just incredible. Yeah. The, the, the surfing part was the first week. It was mostly about surfing and, just lying in hammocks reading and that was great i got through like five books how was the surf but then it was pretty good it was towards the tail end of a swell so the first few days were better than than the rest but even the ones that weren't great you just grab a 9-0 longboard from their rack and go down and play around in whatever there is and you're not really right. fighting for i mean there was one the, the good good break was a pretty fast breaking spot on a reef with a lot of locals and it's just one of those places where you only take off from one place. It's a left break. It was just kind of hairy. I didn't want to like get, I don't know. It wasn't the most mellow of, of breaks. So okay. I, I spent a couple of sessions there and then the rest of the time I was just at the more comfortable. Yeah. Uh, so like a beginner breaks. like me would it, would I, there's still a spot you'd still love. Go? You could go. Okay. Yeah. You should definitely go to this place and, um, tell Jackson, the owner that Andy sent you. <laughs> um, so you spent a week there yeah. surfing to surf. So finally, um, I'm guessing after a week, I want to see a little more. And, and uh, now you got to take this car back over the river. Well, I was told the, the Southern route, which is where we're going to go to, to go to the next city was not as bad. And it wasn't anywhere near as bad. So that wasn't so awful. And Matthias, my German buddy, he wanted to go to uh Sunday fun day. was this thing that was happening <laughs> in the town of San Juan del Sur, which was the next coastal town South of there. Uh, every Sunday they have this 
pool party pub crawl. It's a very gringo-y thing. Like it's you go between a few different hostels that have pools, right? Um, and you just get on pickup trucks to take you between them all. So we decided to leave. Uh, this was last Saturday. Yeah, geez, it wasn't even that long ago. Um, to drive down there. And that drive was very nice compared to the one before. We had to drive through only like one foot of water. Like it's <laughs> all comparative now. Um, and we went through the town of Rivas, which is the major city you go through on the way. And again, at least two wrong turns on one-way streets. <laughs> um, oh, also before I left to to drive down there, uh, in the middle of the night, I just suddenly sat up and I was like, wait, I could just Google Yaris clutch problems and see what this might be. And it turns out this is a common problem. The uh, the floor mat is too thick, and when it slides forward, it doesn't let the clutch go down all the oh. way. So I was like, oh, my God, I fixed it. I fixed it. So I pulled <laughs> the floor mat back, and now I can actually start the car. Um, <laughs> so we drove down through Revis, did some wrong wrong turns down one ways, and people flash the lights at you, and you apologize in mm-hmm. Spanish. Um, and then, yeah, we got down to San Juan del Sur, which is this beautiful little bay with a lot of boats moored in it. Uh, there's no surfing in that bay, but there's a couple – beaches to the north and the south you have to drive to so matthias and i just decided to share a room and uh oh my god i've never been so like i realize all i need in life like i'm a pretty easygoing guy travel wise i don't need a lot of uh high-end stuff but like air conditioning yeah oh my god whoever invented air conditioning the greatest the greatest person of all time like that it's the humidity yeah yeah totally so and i i even like on this trip i even realized that Traveling with more money, I think, could be less fun in in a way because I think if you had enough money that you were doing like the high end travel, you wouldn't get to meet people. You'd just be isolated and yeah. But there's a medium ground there there's a medium where ground. you can get air conditioning and right, still that's meet a, people. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I realize where my line is for yeah, happiness, yeah. and all I need it takes is a air while. You'll learn it. Yeah. I don't mind sharing. A, we both have big enough beds. I don't mind sharing a room with this. German dude, uh, I'm. I don't mind paying more than his part because he's the broke student traveler. So like I have paid the lofty sum of thirty seven dollars a night, and hey, he paid twenty. Throwing it around the, like yeah, a yeah. nut. Um, hey so, Rockefeller, where else yeah. did you go? <laughs> so we checked in there, and then uh, instantly both fell asleep because of how awesome the uh, air conditioning was. But then we <laughs> then we decided to drive and check out one of those beaches. And I should have done research on this also because I was like, well, I've been through the worst road in Nicaragua. There couldn't be any roads worse than this. Oh, yeah. And then uh, this beach is only 10 kilometers away. It's like six miles. How bad could it be? So we hop in the Yaris and go on almost as bad conditions. Luckily, there wasn't any river to drive over, but like the, the mud and the potholes, awful. And then a really steep hill that we go up and then down to get to the beach. And on the way down, I'm like, I sure hope we can get back up this when we leave. <laughs> And this is the beach that everybody who goes to it stays in San Juan del Sur, but then takes the $5 shuttle back and forth to it every day. Like, no one drives to this place. Mm -hmm. So we went there just to check it out. It was near sunset. So we just wanted to see what it was like to surf the next day. Um, And then as sun was setting, we're like, well, we should get back towards the hotel. Got in the car, started heading up that hill. And as I'm trying to find, like, a route that doesn't go through the deepest of deep holes – I slow it down a little bit too much. It's one of those hills where like, you got to just, you can't take your foot off the gas the whole way up. And then I come to a stop. And then as I try to start it, I, my wheels are spinning and I'm sliding back down the hill (laughs) and there's surfers who are walking back up it. And they're all like yelling at me because like it's kicking up dirt and rocks towards them who are behind me. (laughs) And then I also know that there was a shuttle full of surfers. It was coming just a minute or two behind me. I'm like, Oh my God, this isn't wide enough for both. Like, I'm going to have to slide back down this hill, make this other car go back. 
Uh, yeah, I was freaked oh. out. So I just kept gunning it, and I'm just hearing things hit the other side of the car, and <laughs> finally got enough traction to get over the hill. I was like, okay, that's the last time I'm driving this car in the whole trip. The car is staying parked until I drive back to the to Managua in a few days. So yeah, then the next few days we surfed. We went out. To, we took the shuttles to the beaches. Um, uh, my friend Matias didn't end up getting to go on Sunday Fun Day because. <laughs> We were staying at a hotel on the second floor that had these giant concrete uh, stairs. And every time we'd taken the stairs, we're like, geez, these stairs are awful. They're like too high and they're not always the same height from one to the next. Yeah. And then, not a lot of OSHA regulations no. down there. And on our way down to dinner on Saturday, I, I said, man, these stairs are definitely not up to co- boom, 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 boom. And I hear oh. Matias hit every one of them on the way down to these concrete stairs and he fucked his back up pretty good. So oh. he was in and then he didn't even get to go on Sunday fun day, which was the whole point of, uh, but oh, I went without oh, him. Guy. Yeah. And I met some people who ended up, then we hung out with them, surfed with them for a few days. Um, and even, uh, drove around with them like i became the chauffeur for everybody so like oh, you guys need to go to costa rica i'll drop you off at the border I'll yeah. it's like oh these are paved roads i could do this yeah yeah, I could yeah. Do this all day so uh, were these uh americans or were they from all over yeah yeah the, uh i met this uh american who was working in costa rica as a nursing assistant she was finishing her degree in nursing um she was from philadelphia was down here for a few more months so she was just taking like a weekend off from costa rica to come up to nicaragua and then a friend of hers who was a former financial advisor who'd quit her job to travel the world. Um, and her parents were hippies. They named her Serengeti. Oh, boy. So she went go. by her middle name. No, but she, I mean, she, but she was a financial advisor. Like, your parents must yeah. have loved that when you decided. Like, oh, my that mom. was her rebellion. Yeah, my mom was ready to. She was the Alex B. Keaton. Exactly. Of, of the family. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we hung out with them. Just had fun, relaxing times at the beach. Like, the beach was covered in hermit crabs. Like, you couldn't see them unless you kind of, if you went blurry with your eyes, you suddenly noticed, oh, there's like a thousand hermit crabs scurrying everywhere. Wow. And we would collect them, and one of the girls knew how to like get them out of their shell. So then we'd take them out of their shells and put them near other shells and bet on which ones, were gonna, which shell they were going to pick to get into, and have hermit crab races. Uh, and I guess the locals would like pull them out of their shells and use the ends of them as as bait for fishing. Right. Like like it's like their worms. How was the uh, cleanliness of the beaches and the water and everything? The water was good enough, I guess. I, d- I didn't get sick the whole time. Like everybody said that there's no bacteria problems with the water. You can drink the water. You're out of the they, tap. Really? I didn't drink it. I, I I wasn't scared of it. Like I brushed my teeth yeah. with it, but I drank all bottled water um, because they said the locals, the biggest health problem is kidney stones because of how much calcium or how many minerals there are oh, in the water. Like hard so, water. Yeah. And my friend who worked at this place last summer for two months got a kidney stone. I was like, that sounds way worse than oh, I'll take awful. diarrhea over yeah, kidney no stones any day. Stick to the beer. So, yeah. Stick with beer. So I did bottled water. I didn't get sick the whole time. I felt very lucky for that. Um, so how was the surf at this new place? Surf at the new place was great too. Uh, it was this little they they built this shack that just there's no way that was safe either, uh, like like a, <laughs> a, a hotel on stilts where the first level was a bar and they could rent surfboards there and you could also stay in the rooms above, but all the rooms were just closed with a padlock like it was just like particle board it was. <laughs> Very ramshackle. Um, but yeah, it was a really popular spot. We rented some boards. It was really crowded, but it was a fun beach break. That was called Playa Madera, if anyone wants to go there. Um, they also had a slack line there, which I'd never done before, which is like a tightrope thing that maybe is big in the surf community or in the I German know, community. It's just a slack 
tight rope. Slack line. It's just basically like a tow uh, a tow line I could use for towing. I think it's for towing. Like a fabric strap, it's probably an inch or two wide with a winch on it. Yeah. So you could put it between two trees, tighten it up, and then you can tightrope walk on it. And for some reason, everybody at this place knew how to do it. Matthias knew how to do it. All the Germans, all the like, surfers. Are they using it now as like a workout thing? Yeah, spo- yeah, yeah. He saw, has one at home. I saw a like trader he, do that. Yeah, yeah he yeah. does it after work to like relax and he could walk backwards on it. Some guys could like jump, sit down, then pop back up on their feet. Like it was Yeah. We're way behind on slackline technology in this country. I got I want to get a slackline actually. <laughs> so I tried doing that. I got not that good. I could get halfway across it, but uh um yeah, it was just it was blissful. It was very nice. Again, dollar beers, Tonias and Victorias, the yeah. national beers of the country. Same company that makes both the beers. They taste identical. Yeah, the state the owns them. I'm yeah. sure. Did the um, did the uh, that break that second place you went? Yeah, was that a full week or did, did, that did you was, hit another place? No, we did. Oh, then okay, I was there for four nights in San Juan del Sur at that hotel room. Um, and one of the days he went to Playa Hermosa, which didn't have as great surf that day, but was beautiful as the name would imply mm-hmm. Hermosa that had all the hermit crabs. Then Playa Madera was the other day, which had the better break and it had that weird hotel and the slack line. Um, and along the way we'd meet people on the shuttles too. Like we met this couple that was from Brooklyn that was, uh, the wife was probably six months pregnant and they were scouting places to live. Like they wanted to move down there and raise their kid in Nicaragua. Um, yeah, I think it's really blowing up. It's definitely becoming a, a, big, a big, a big. Did you get a sense that it was project. growing to, from the locals that they're like, you know, that? Yeah, I think even from five years ago, it, it's been taken off. Well, I did, I did a basic, some basic research before I left about tourism in general, and it, I guess it's been growing like seventy percent a year for the last five years. So I think the locals know that it's it's a good thing for the economy and are are fans of it. And there's this weird, there's a section of beach that was kind of near that first place that I was that's owned by a conglomerate of, of foreigners called Rancho Santana. It's just this giant, I think they have like a thousand acres and that's a lot of like really high end development. I don't know much about that or how, how that's impacting things. If they're doing stuff that's mindful of the, have, I don't know, but have, that, that was a pretty, right. Have you run into uh, a bunch of, this is common in Central America, the uh, expats, people retiring down there, Americans. Well, that's how I found that about, um, that's why I was finally convinced not to drive at night. Like when I posted on Facebook that I was going down here, somebody, no, no, I'm sorry. Someone just randomly posted an article that their friend had written for wall street journal, like an op-ed piece about how they moved to Granada, that colonial town. Um, just because they had three years before this couple was maybe 57 and they couldn't quite get Medicare and they were going to spend their time in a country that had cheaper medical care until they could get it. And they just fell in love with it. And I guess that's a that's a pretty common thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Granada is a really and it's a beautiful town. I spent one night there before I flew out, and I wish I could have stayed there longer because yeah, I think it, it's it's 500 years old or more, and it's definitely the most beautiful of the cities in Nicaragua as far as architecture and things. Even though it's not on the beach, it's on Lake Nicaragua. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of expats, a lot of people moving down there. One guy I met, um, he splits his time between the U.S. and there, and he. Uh, runs a bunch of uh, like mountain biking races down there. And he's also trying to fix up a catamaran, but the government's given him problems. Right, right. Yeah. So, okay. So you did all this and you spent your time at the beach. Yeah. Now you got to go back. Now, now I you got to go, go back, back to Managua, right? Yeah. Did you yeah. spend any time in the city? Not much. I, people said Managua, you just don't even have to bother spending time yeah. there. So Capital of Costa Rica is that way too. Yeah. Uh, which, which is that San Juan? 
Uh, San Jose. San Jose. That's right. Kind of a shithole. Yeah. Actually. Panama City's okay. Panama City's worth a couple days there. I do want to go. Yeah, if anybody's going to Panama City, go to a bar called Unplug, or but it's spelled Unplug, O N P L U G. That's the bar that the musician guy that I met runs. Oh, really? It's a record theme bar. His name is Camilo, and is he records under the name Cienfue. Mm. You can look. He had some. I guess he had some hits on like Latin American MTV ten years ago. Cool. I don't know. Um, so now you got this shitty, filthy car. I have this shitty, car. filthy car that I'm and now. I'm driving. I'm shuttling everyone around. So I take that when you left was brand new. Yes, brand new. So I take <laughs> uh, the German guy and. Uh, and Serengeti, aka Jade, uh, down to the border of. No, I'm sorry. Alexis I love this girl already. And Matthias. I take them Jade down to the border Serengeti. of Costa Rica, drop them off, and then Jade and I drive back up to Granada. And it was a great drive, and I'm all excited because I've gotten through the worst of everything, and I'm just high on the trip. You dumped uh, Matias at the border? Dumped Matias at the border, hoping we'll cross paths again. If you listen, <laughs> Matias, keep in touch, buddy. Come visit LA. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then uh, we go to Granada again. A couple t- wrong turns down one way streets. One of the streets is like a market. It's full of like cows and people and uh, people setting up. And it's and I saw cars going down this direction, but I didn't realize it, it stops being two directions at this one street. So as soon as I go too far, I'm starting. People are like hitting my car and giving me nasty looks. Uh. And, but someone helped me turn into a grocery store. So. I stopped in the grocery store. Jade packed up for the rest of her trip. She was going to go north, um, made some bologna sandwiches. And then I went off to go try to find a car wash because I was intent on like hiding all evidence of sure. what I'd done. They'll never know. <laughs> They'll never know. And we found this place that it, it was like Harvey Keitel from Pulp Fiction. It was like the wolf. They brought in this gu- these guys. <laughs> the fixer? The fixer, yeah. It was a team like six dudes working on the car. And what's amazing is they don't have hoses. It's all just, just to save like water. There's a couple buckets. What they could do with a few buckets, and it was incredible. Like, I, it was, I felt like it was the last scene in Ferris Bueller's Day Off where they're trying <laughs> yeah. to like, take the miles off his dad's car. <laughs> and I see how clean they got. I'm like, oh, my God, I got away with it. I can't believe it. And um, I dropped off Jade. So even if you turned it into a submarine, it's still driving fine. It's driving fine. And after they cleaned it up, I was like, oh, I'm getting – this is going to be perfect. Um, and I treated myself to one night at a really nice hotel. And by that, I mean $60. Yeah. In Managua? <laughs> in Granada. Okay, in Granada. So I stayed that one night in Granada. And uh, that was blissful. Also, a giant bed, air conditioning. Had a delicious meal. Got to play trivia at this Irish pub. Oh, fun. Some Swedish girls who worked at a school there. Oh, now we're, this is the story. <laughs> There's no story. You had me at uh, Swedish girls. <laughs> And, um, oh, and it was also, I got to, there's a great, um, cathedral. You should go, I think it's one of the only spots in town that lets you go to the top of its like clock tower and you can right. take, I got some great pictures of the whole city and some crazy thunderstorms came through while I was up there. Like look at these flash storms. It gets beautiful out and then suddenly the weather just changes. Oh, in fact, in one night I stayed up late when I was in, uh, Popoya, Magnific Rock. I was in that top. I was in the top level of this building, and I just sat out watching this thunderstorm for hours and taking pictures. It was awesome. So cool. So in two weeks, though, I mean, it's the end of the rainy season. How much rain did you get? We got a surprising amount, but it was always at night. So in the daytime, it was always – like a couple times I was surfing, and it would rain for a little bit, but it was mostly sunny during the day, and then – uh, a few thunderstorms would roll in at night, which is when you want them. So, were you in just a rash guard? You didn't need a wetsuit. Or just anything. a rash guard. No, it was, the water was too warm. It was too warm to even cool off. It's no such like, thing, man. No, it was times when I was sweating. I was like, God, you just can't get a break. Like there was a yeah. pool at the place, but no one ever got in the pool because the water was so heated yeah, up by the yeah. sun that you, yeah. 
so anyway, so I stayed in that hotel. I got played trivia, um, got up early in a drive to the airport, and I go to ch- uh, drop off my car, dollar rent a car, and I'm like, oh, this is so great. They're never going to know. And the dude runs his hand underneath the front of the car, like not even looking for a scratch as you can see, but he runs his hand underneath the very front bumper and you can feel all these scratches because I mean, I hit a ton of rocks, but from underneath the car, <laughs> and he's like, aqui, aqui. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I was there. That was like that. <laughs> was, was like, no, was it was there the with 17 miles that you had on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was, still was don't mean like the spoiler at the bottom had nicks and scratches and all that stuff. I guess so. But underneath, and then there was one tiny dent, um, by like the left wheel that was really low down. You could hardly see it. Um, I still don't, they said they're going to like review it and see how much they're going to charge me. So oh, you don't know? I still don't know. This was just like five days ago. <laughs> oh, and they have your credit card info and everything. Card. But I think, uh, I'm optimistic that it'll be less than, as long as it's less than what I would have spent on insurance. Oh, right, than I right, would. right. So if it's but less than know, $200. It's the not knowing. It's the you're... not knowing. But I mean, I feel like third, third world car repair can't, it's a tiny thing in the scratch. It if doesn't you, matter if, if they repair it or they probably won't even repair won't even it. Repair They'll it. charge you. They'll just charge me. Right, right. But they, they couldn't tell anything about the, being underwater or anything like that. I hope not. Yeah, like, I hope that, I don't get some call hard, where yeah. like the engine was underwater and we can tell that. <laughs> but, the mufflers uh, full of water. Yeah, and fish. I still can't believe. <laughs> I can't believe they even let people rent those cars because they know I'm not. I mean, half of the places, oh, yeah. all the places you'd want to go in that country would require driving through those. Oh yeah, roads. in Costa Rica, they would. They told us flat out, it's like you really want to get a, a four wheel drive because yeah. I mean, once you get off the the main roads, I mean, the potholes like you've never seen. Yeah, it's unbelievable, and especially around the rainy season. A lot of places they won't even let you go. Like oh, yeah, they'll I'm shut sure. the roads off. I'm sure. Yeah, and I even asked. I even told her where I was going. I was surprised when she heard the name <laughs> of the city. And she was like, "Well, you're not taking a Yaris there." But um, so when you tell people you did this thing, I mean, this is what I have to go through all the time. People think, oh, my God, two weeks in Nicaragua, that, you know, two weeks on vacation. That was so expensive. But no, it's not bad at all, is it? I mean, first of all, a flight down there is like a flight to New York. You know, yeah. It's not, did you have to go through just through Houston? The total, total flying time is like okay. six hours. The flight and I bought it super last minute. It was five hundred dollars. Round that's, trip? Yeah. That's awesome. That's nothing. You know, no. and you're in a whole different world. It's, yeah. And then I'm paying that to go to Florida right? next yeah. week. And I feel like I was gypped because, I guess that's race, whatever. I feel it was a bad deal that I paid $50 <laughs> a night at one of the places because I could have just been staying in like a dorm bed for 20 um, right. I mean, it depends on how you want to live. Yeah, exactly. If you want air conditioning. If you want air live conditioning. Live it up like a, like a big but shot. I want, to go, I want to go back. I mean, if we go back, I, I know how I would do it differently. Uh, just get a bunch of friends, go in on a four by four, split it. And there's places you could stay on the cheap if you have a bunch of people. And the, f- yeah, everything, the food's so cheap. The beer's so cheap. Yeah, everything. Well, I'm guessing just about everybody you met down there at the beaches, they didn't drive. That's why you were driving around. So yeah. they got there. They take buses? Yeah. Well, the guy, the German guy, he was a big fan of taking the chicken buses, as they call them, like the buses that everybody takes that have chickens on them. They're like... They're the locals take. They're like modified... They're like the... the um, the the Muppet Band bus they all look right, like right, they right. painted up and uh, yeah and those cost a dollar or something but they just take three or four hours instead of half an hour or something but and, if you're not taking your own boards you don't yeah. need to if you just got a little backpack you, you jump on it jump right? on it yeah I think it's just that initial like would now you do that, that if you that, did that again if you were solo I might if I was solo I would do that I would do it that way yeah. yeah. Um, but even then, you'd have to take a taxi from some point, but just for twenty instead of one hundred and twenty. You could yeah. take the chicken bus to Rivas or one of the inland towns, but um, yeah, it's just you don't know when they're going to come. But if you, you know, what's time? As my grandma would say, what's time to a pig? Uh, <laughs> 
So yeah, it's, I do recommend the chicken buses, even though I didn't do it. It's a good way to also feel like you're, you know, before you go down to something like that, you don't know ahead of time what it's going to be like. So you just feel like you, you want, I wanted a little bit of safety yeah, and security, but I don't know. But part of the fun of traveling is that sort of jumping into something without fully <laughs> yeah. knowing what's going to happen. So any other uh, recommendations for people who want to go Going down to Nicaragua? Um, is there a better time of year that you recommend? Or do you think that was a pretty good time? Because that, that's a great of, off-peak season for traveling. Yeah, I kind of like I, – I, I'm not a big fan of crowds. Um, and I think yeah. – I, I imagine in the in the hottest part of the year it would get pretty damn hot there. Which time – is that the over Christmas around there? I don't know. No, no, because it's still in the Northern Hemisphere. Um it's still the summer. Yeah, summer. It should be our summer. I think like Central eight, America. It's usually when you're that close to the. I mean, you get close to the equator. It it's just really wet matter. or dry season, There's right? No, yeah. And I was surprised at how exact the wet dry the wet season is. Like it's exactly the month of October, and then it ends. Like I don't know how it would yeah. line up that well. But yeah, I think like April or May would be very hot. Um, I'm guessing Christmas. It's crowded. I don't know. Just go down whenever. Like I mean, usually people's vacation plans are dictated by other things yeah. in their life besides that. So just. Check out the weather for when you're free. And yeah, I would, I would recommend for surfing, definitely a Magnific Rock in Popoyo. But um, if you want to stay in the cheap, you can find other places in Popoyo. You just have to walk farther. And then uh, in San Juan del Sur, that's kind of the m- more party-ish town. We, it's a little bit more developed down south. And that's a little bit like a sort of a third world version of of Avalon, the city on, on Catalina. Yeah, is yeah, what it reminded yeah. me of. Um, so you can just go there. If you, even if you don't surf, that's a good place to just go and, and relax. And uh, Any scary incidents? Any, Any scary, scary incidents? Scary incidents. The scariest thing was definitely the car. The yeah, car other than that. But no, I, mean, I was just talking to myself the whole time about, what, Andy, what are you right. doing? This is the dumbest thing you've ever... You're going to be stuck here the rest of your life. <laughs> other, than, gonna, other than the scary parts you put yourself into. Um, I mean, were there some where the people say, oh, you don't want to go to this? Nothing. You didn't feel like, okay, we should I'm walk sure, down there. I'm sure in Managua there would have been. but Yeah, like, Managua can be any no, big city, though. No part of San Juan del Sur felt unsafe to me. And we were walking around pretty late. Any um, police run-ins? No, I'd heard, I'd heard police will pull you over and you have to bribe them like $20. Yeah, so I had, Mexico style. I had like my wallet in a different place from just my $20 bribe money. So I could say that's all I had if I got pulled mm-hmm. over. But no problems with the police. Um, oh, I forgot to mention I did – oh, the last night I was in uh, San Juan del Sur, there was an open mic night at uh, the <laughs> no, hostel there. You did some comedy? S- no, I did music. I borrowed oh. a guy's guitar and I played um, uh, Oh Darlin' and Folsom Prison Blues and uh, it went mm-hmm. over pretty well. It was – now, was this where the Swedish girls were? The Swedish girls were not. No, that was, that was Granada. Okay. Nothing happened that's, with the Swedish girls. That's when you want to have your guitar, no, friend. No, no, no. They were, no. <laughs> no. Um, oh, I did. And I met a, a girl who was the head chef of, of one of the resorts near Magnific Rock. Um, and she showed me around to some places that were really cool, like drove me. She had a 4x4 and took me to some like more secluded beaches and got to see these bluffs with amazing views. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Nicaragua is beautiful. I highly recommend it. Next Anybody? trip you want to take? What's that? Um, I see. As a thing is like every time I do one of these trips, I'm like, now I know what I can do, and I want to go back there. But then again, life's short. How many times are you going to get to go on trips like that at all? I feel like you should always go somewhere different. Um, so I don't know. So now I've been to Peru. I've been there. I mean, I, I feel like I always want to go on a place where I can have some surfing element to it, but also other stuff. So maybe just a mainland Mexico trip. I've never really been anywhere besides Baja. Yeah, I've been. I haven't been to a lot of that. only on the. Uh, like Can- Cancun side, yeah. but not like the big surfing, like Rosarito. You never done those? Like Rosarito? No, no. Those? Me either. And my Spanish is passable, so I, I yeah. feel like I want to. That's another 
upside to traveling Central and South America. You also got to get down to Brazil. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I should. Is there a good surf there? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And is that – you feel like that's safe? Uh, well, again, like anywhere. It depends like on where place. you go. Right. And yeah. most big cities everywhere in this country and everywhere around the world will have a bad neighborhood or right, two or right. three. Some are just like – just completely skippable. Yeah. But, I mean, you're not really looking – You can, I like a bit of city and a bit of something else. Yeah, but I do like too. cities though, but you're you're more of the beach guy. No, but yeah, like even after after eight days straight of surfing, I was like, I love surfing. I thought I would never say this, but I think I'm done with surfing for a little bit. Like I want yeah. a couple days of something else. And, yeah. yeah, I get that. I get that. But then I think you would like uh you would like Panama. Nice. And uh, in Costa Rica, you've probably find it a lot similar to Nicaragua. Yeah, Costa Rica would probably seem built up to you. Yeah, I, I do kind of like feeling like I'm going to some place that's sort of a secret, although nothing's a secret. I mean, it's still pretty crowded. But you See, know. I didn't surf in Pan. I was in Peru, but I didn't surf there. But I saw guys like in Lima, you know, that cliff, you yeah, know, that yeah. statue At, where the, the lover's park or whatever. And you can yeah, look out and you'd see those. Miraflores, is that the neighborhood? Yeah. I think. Yeah. And I saw people surfing down there. But then the locals told me you never want to surf around here because the, the, the water. water is oh. filthy. It's Lima water. Yeah, yeah. It's like 10 million people in a and not The sewage just goes right out there. Or whatever it is. Yeah. So your Spanish is good though, you said? No. it's not, Well, I can get by, but I really want to be conversational. Yeah. You know? I, I wish I spent more time on my trip with only Spanish speakers. Because the last part of the trip was more of that. And I was like, oh, this is good. I feel like I'm getting it yeah. back again. I'm seeing, knowing me, I'm thinking that I got to go somewhere and live for three months and just like bury yeah. myself in it. And it's... And just force myself to speak it every day. Yeah, it's the only way you can do it. And it's funny, and you start to like even pick up, there's, there's an accent <laughs> to the Nicaraguan oh, Spanish. Yeah, yeah. They drop their S's. So it's almost like a, it's sort of like someone was saying it's sort of like a draw, like this is a like country speak mm-hmm. in, so instead of like displays, it'd be display or buen dia, like there's just no <laughs> S's. But it's weird, yeah. You spend around it long enough. I mean, I, I started to pick out little accents of, because the craziest Spanish accent I ever experienced was uh, Buenos Aires oh, in really? Argentina. Like other Spanish speaking people can't or like that's the weirdest. What's accent. it like? Um, well, they, they pronounce certain words differently. The two L's together. We would say pollo. They say pojo. Oh, and okay. calle would be the street, not a calle or, and just little things. No, and it almost it? sounds to the ear like Italian almost. It's really Yeah. It's got like a strange. French or Italian sort yeah. of. Uh, yeah. But it's like us going to Scotland, you know, it's English, but it, it's, it isn't. But is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just like, yeah, I love accents though. That's awesome. So what do you have found over the years? I don't know if you've been throughout Europe or have you been any of that stuff? Yeah, I did. I did Europe as a, like right out of college. I did like this sort of stereotypical, let's go hit every major city, but it was just oh, too fast. Thing. Yeah. We went in, in like five weeks, we hit <laughs> 20 Sorry. cities. Bless you. Thank you. Um, and I think that was just a little bit too much. It was cool. Now I can say almost the whole point of the trip is to be able to say you've seen those cities. <laughs> yeah. You're really you're you spending haven't. one night in each place. Are you really? And then I would travel for work at this job I used to have. Um, and that was usually just stressful and not a lot of sightseeing. I got to go to Asia and, and a few places in Europe. Um, it was, I got to go to Shanghai, which was really interesting. Oh, see, I'd never been I'd never been to China at all. And that is, this is almost 10 years ago now. And it was already just growing so quickly. It was like cross, it was like Las Vegas meets Blade Runner. It's it's insane. What brought you there? Um, we were just doing a conference. Um, I used to work for a company that made, um, chips that go into projectors and TVs and things. Oh, okay. So I'd have to go over to Korea or Taiwan or, um, Japan sometimes to work with, the customers that were using our products like Sanyo and Epson and things. 
And then this chip was just, I think, some conference where they were showing off a new chip or something. So it was a more fun thing that we didn't have to do a lot of work and could just go on tours and stuff. So. Is there a country that you've been to that you would say, you know, I'm not in a big hurry to go back there? Um, I hate to throw <laughs> Korea under the bus. Really? But actually, no, it's not. No, you know what? No, because Seoul was nice. I was thinking of a pers- I've only been particular to Seoul, city. So. Yeah, Seoul was nice. A country that I don't have to go back to. Um <laughs> It somehow feels like not that you're being you dis- racist. Or, no, I know. I know. that you disliked it, yeah, but it's just it, like, it's yeah, just, I think I've done that one. You know, I don't um, there's a. I'm just, now I'm going through the European ones real quick in my head. Cause <laughs> in the day you spent there? But it was, I, as a 22-year-old, whatever, if I was going through now, I'd be thinking the same thing. But it was pretty amazing going on in Europe because every new country, like, oh, no, no, no. This is where the most beautiful women in the world are. Oh, like, yeah. oh no, no, I'm sorry, I was wrong before. <laughs> this one, like, okay, Spain. No, 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 it's Italy. No, it's yeah, it's, it. it's the Netherlands. No, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I was wrong. It's it's the Czech, Czech Republic. <laughs> Might be a Czech Republic. Um, yeah, but there weren't any ones. There weren't any real clunkers. Yeah, I would just say the one city was Gumi, South Korea, which is this factory town in the middle of the country, and it's the headquarters of LG, and it's the most depressing, dystopian uh, nightmare. Just world. a factory town. It's just like out of out of the Terry Gilliam movie Brazil. It's yeah. just like that. <laughs> Smoke and just everyone stays in the office till two in the morning. The smoking in the office. There's oh. these giant Orwellian posters about the goals of the company <laughs> and putting the, their needs above yours, and everyone's eating literally like gruel slop in the cafeteria, wearing these. Oh, lab coat uniforms yeah it's just just gray dreariness <laughs> but that's you know that's a lot of <laughs> the, that's a lot of the things that create our cool gadgets and things so we should probably be yeah aware want, of that see now that's the back end of, of paying for cheap phones yeah that's yeah what you want yeah gumi south korea enjoy your television folks right the uh so we got to take a surf trip we I keep know. talking about this. Let's just do and a We've only one. been to San Onofre, but me, you and Graham and all these guys and, and Walker. And we it's gotta, just we, so easy. We could just drive down Baja. We could just yeah, go to absolutely. some spot, you know. And I'm after driving, I can feel like I've been emboldened by the driving. You can handle anything. I can now. drive anywhere. I don't mind taking my Saturn across the border <laughs> into Mexico. I'll do anything. Yeah. What do you think all this travel that you've done has done for you as a person, and how has it changed you and the way you look at life and the world? Uh, I can just speak for this last trip. It's just mellowed me out. I'm trying so hard to keep that feeling going. Like the first day that I was back, I was just riding so high. I was so centered isn't the right word because it makes it seem like I'm focusing on something, but I'm just not scattered. Like I feel like my life, I've just had so many things that have been pulling at me that I've let divide my attention and keep me from being just myself. And I felt like when I came back, I was myself kind of for the first time in a while. Like I feel like I took 10 years off or no added to, I feel like 10 years younger. I feel like I'm excited about things again. I'm not constantly stressed. Although it's starting to creep back in even just after this <laughs> week. So yeah, it was, the, it was exactly the reset button that I wanted. It was so hard to leave. Like the shock of coming back. I was just, I just sat, this is sort of embarrassing, but like I just sat in my car on Friday night when I got home before I I just like cried for 10 minutes. I have no idea why. Nothing bad's going on in my life, but uh, maybe it was just one of those good cries you just have to have sometimes. But maybe maybe I'd found something out about myself. I don't know. And then to f- feel you know, more at home, you drove your car into a river. And then I drove into a river and <laughs> put a bunch of rocks in my pocket and walked into I want to get that feeling of yeah. being alive again. Let me drive through a river of some sort. Yeah, I can't point to any one thing that happened that, that made it any kind of – like a friend of mine was like, oh, this is going to be a life-changing thing. And I was like, no, it's not. I'm just going to like 
relax and read and stuff, but it, it was kind of life changing, you know, like it just reminds you how lucky you are and about the things that do matter to you. And, uh, it reminds you who you are. It was great. Travel's the best. I want to go somewhere again right away. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good way to end it. Yeah. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for the help. I'm glad you could uh, finally make it. And Thanks. welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. And be careful driving back. Yes. <laughs> 